0: Welcome to another episode of Simply Sales and Marketing. This week, uh, myself, Rob, and Charlotte are joined by Tom Boston. Welcome, Tom. How are you? Thank
1: you. Yes, good to be here. I'm very, very well, and I'm very excited for this conversation. Thanks for having me. Great great to have you on. Um, So you're the brand awareness
0: manager at Sales Loft, and you're also the host of No Nonsense Sales. And your mission is to make sales fun. So I think, you know, just to start with, can you tell us a bit about your your journey and how you became a sales awareness manager and also what exactly that is?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, my, my journey to go way back in B2B sales kind of started by accident, right, got a a job in, in sales like a lot of people do and and found it really difficult. You know, openly, it was a tough gig to say the least. And I had a few of those in my career uh, until I found myself at my current company, which is Sales Loft. Now you'll know, because we were speaking about this offline that we help sellers to do their job better, make their life easier and ultimately allow them to have more fun at work. Because I don't know about you guys, but I have more fun if my job's easier, right? Yeah. It allows me to relax and actually, um, yeah, have some personality in the role and, and just enjoy it and not get too, not get too kind of stressed out. Uh, So, yeah, I did the sales role at Sales Loft uh, for a couple of years and spoke to lots of salespeople about all this great stuff and how we can help. That took me into the world of personal brand building on LinkedIn so I could spread the message online, which then developed into a a role, a brand awareness role, which ultimately is all around speaking to the the beautiful people on on social media about all the ways that we can solve their problems with sales engagement, being an an ambassador, if you like, for, for salespeople and kind of talking about, look, this isn't easy, but there are things in place that you can do to make your life uh, simpler. Uh, And I also, I'm, I'm very lucky that I get to train now a lot of our team on things like social selling and how to harness the power of social media when you are in a sales process. Awesome.
0: So you made the the journey from from sales to I don't know, let's call it evangelist, which actually now you're starting to see is becoming a, a role in its own right. So within that, you must work closer with marketing, I assume. I mean, how does that work? Have you lost creative
1: control? Do they have input? You know, do you do it on your own? Yeah. So I now sit within the marketing team. So I've kind of gone over to the dark side. Uh, <laughs> some some sellers might say, uh, from sales to marketing. I've learned a lot you know along the way and i'm very open about the fact that i am kind of new to to marketing uh, but no luckily i've been able to keep hold of my uh, kind of creative control and i'm very lucky that even from day 1 when i was a, a, an SDR my team and my organization have often uh, empowered me to create content and if anything yeah be be myself which which i think that's all we want from from a role, right? <laughs> so yeah. that's all I that's all I want.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And what a great journey to go from sales to then ask sort of the salespeople at Sales Loft what what they thought about sales and then turn that into a personal brand. So I'm all about personal branding on LinkedIn and creating content that helps um salespeople sell sell better. Um, you so I first discovered you, tell a little story here. You posted, and it's so long ago now, maybe it's six months ago, a video, um, and it went completely viral on, on LinkedIn. Tell us a little bit about that and, and and sort of what went into sort of making that and and you know how did that measure up against your expectations?
1: Well it's it's a funny one, right? Because no one expects to to go viral. And I think if, if anyone sat there creating That's content <laughs> and, and they'll, and they'll confidently go, well, this is, this is the one, right. You know, then, then the, the, you're kind of barking up the wrong tree because you don't really know what's going to kind of take off. What what I would say is that if you create a piece of content that genuinely resonates with a huge audience um, can either entertain uh, educate or maybe enlighten them, then you're kind of setting yourself up for a for a strong start. So if anyone's listening and they're maybe not aware of my content, I, I often create videos which will shine a light on the pain points that sellers will will kind of go through. Right. And it's yeah. very much a been there, done that kind of story because I've I've got all of those experiences from years of being a B two B seller, I've got those in the locker, and I often just then create stories that are loosely based on things that have happened to me in the past. Uh, so yeah, those are the ones that tend to kind of blow up, right? It's the it's the ones that people watch and go, "Yeah, I've had that conversation." with a prospect or I've had that conversation with my manager or yeah I got an email that sounds exactly like that you know Uh, things that hit home uh, tend to do a lot better on the platform that's what I found.
2: I I, I love that and it's always the ones that I I found anyway my experience that the ones that go viral are the ones that you either put the least effort into or definitely the ones that you least expect to go viral I don't know I find a lot of people saying that
1: I can definitely agree with that. I I think if you're creating content consistently, you're, you're up kind of one step ahead because you've got to be in it to win it right you can't expect to create one piece of of content every few weeks and hope that kind of that's the one but if you're if you're doing something like i'm doing which is you're trying new things every week seeing what's working And um, but yeah i i definitely resonate with with that charlotte you might have a um i, I know i've had memes before that will go viral and i'm i'll say to my wife ah, oh, that took me about two minutes to create, yeah. to create that meme. Right. I wish that last week's video that took me a couple of hours would have, would have done the same, but you know, that's, them's the breaks. Yeah.
0: So uh, you're basically just talking through your experience, right? How is there a process for, for coming up with ideas and also to like, you know, to keep, you know, posting, come up with new things. Do you know, do you sit there and I, right, this is my creative moment or how, how do you get inspiration
1: so we, we often have campaigns at Sales Loft and I can align a lot of my content to to kind of things that we're talking about already on social or maybe on the website. But I'm also really conscious to to be an active listener on social and see what people are talking about, right? So a few months ago, it was all this um, metaverse, right? This was like the hot the hot topic. I think it's died down a little bit now but I kept seeing this online. We're all going to be selling with goggles on our, on our heads. Right. And we're all going to be in this kind of metaverse world of, of selling. So I, I made a a video, which was um, a mobile phone strapped to my head and I was pretending I was in the, met, the metaverse. Right. Yeah. Like that, that, that that one, that, that one did quite well because it was, it was just very timely. People were, having those conversations already on the platform so i think like tapping into that is um, is a really good tip you know i'm i'm doing lots of content at the moment we're recording this in december which is all which is all about the holidays and the run up to the holidays and again those pieces of content are doing well because it's the stuff that people are going through right now
2: Wow, that's amazing! And you remind me of Will Aiken. You obviously must know Will from um, Vidyard, and he was on our show a few months back. And he's probably the the only person I think that can rival you um, in terms, or you rivaling him in terms of video content and, and sort of coming up with ideas. So brings on me on to the next question: Who are your top three favorite content creators?
1: Oh, that's uh that's a great question. Well, I, I think I think Will's got to be in there because there's there's no denying that he is just hitting these home runs every week, it feels like, with yeah. with TikTok content and LinkedIn content. Uh and yeah, he's been been a huge inspiration for me. Um one that might surprise you is Gary V. I Yay. for a, for a long time I was a bit unsure of Gary V right a few years ago I was kind of like okay is, is he just kind of spouting nonsense <laughs> you know <laughs> like I you know I was very, wear, very wary of him and and then suddenly you know I immersed myself in his content and I was like oh wait a second this guy this guy gets it right he he fully understands uh, how to kind of captivate an audience and kind of keep them coming back for more and how to kind of and how to build something um and then yeah in a, in at number 3 if i had to if i had to put a third one in there um maybe my good friend and colleague charlie johnson here at salesloft Sales
2: oh, because
1: yeah because she she does things that i can't do which is r- educate every single week with real actionable advice in the form of these long-form text posts, which she does, yeah. and you know, you've got you've got weekly nuggets from her um, about things that you can put right now into your sales process she does it she does it really well and uh yeah i'm always inspired by her posts too yeah she's, i love charlie
2: johnson um we'll she's really own. really good yeah I, I would say like definitely will and, and charlie are two of my favorites um and i know gary v is one of rob's
0: yeah fanboy a bit so actually and that's a good point also you make with charlie so a lot of hers are are very educational um you know giving insight giving info a lot of yours are also very much entertainment based so when you all start how how do you bridge the gap if at all or do you just simply go out to try and entertain people or at some point you think how can i bridge this to to sales loft or to something that's a bit more brand messaging
1: yeah there's there has to be a balance right and 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 hopefully, if you scroll through the last kind of four or five pieces of my content, you will see that kind of sales engagement message um you know kind of filtered throughout because again making people laugh and making people smile is is fantastic but ultimately my my very reason for for being on the platform is to is to kind of talk about sales engagement, right, and to talk about how much it can change how a seller even approaches their their working day. You know, it's, which which I think is huge. Uh, so yeah, I try and I try and get the balance right. If I'm if I'm doing a piece of content, let's say about gatekeepers right and how tough it is to get past a gatekeeper and maybe i'm doing a sketch about how um a seller might have a terrible call <laughs> with a gatekeeper who just fobs them off straight away then maybe i'll have a link to a piece of content that we have on our site which is all about coaching and how you can use the platform to coach your sales team and and help them be more prepared by replicating the success of others on the team through call recording and through coaching sessions so it's it's about yeah trying to find trying to find the right balance and uh, and yeah not just kind of putting something out there because it's entertaining which which is good but let's not forget yeah. there is there is kind of um there is more behind it when it when it comes to the stuff that I'm doing and it and it is really about yeah building that awareness and hopefully building future customers right that's the that's the very reason for even for even building something
2: yeah Absolutely. And you seem to have nailed it as well, Tom. Um, so it's a really good work. In terms of going on to sort of off LinkedIn now, and one of my new favorite channels is TikTok, right? Yeah. So I joined in July, I've got 242 followers. Um, and up until this week, I was posting every day. So I need to I need to record some more content, but interesting platform. Um, how, sort of, where do you see that going? Because there's lots of talk in, in B2B that, of video and you know reaching out to your prospects with video, um, but where do you see sort of TikTok coming into the mix there?
1: Well, it's it's so popular at the moment that you know you'd be foolish not to have that as as part of your strategy in in some way. I saw huge success from bringing TikTok videos over to to LinkedIn, and probably. A, Probably at my downfall, right? I kind of ignored the TikTok platform. I just looked at it as a place where I create videos with uh, you know, with with music and with uh, and with text. And then I'm gonna bring that over to LinkedIn and I just kind of let it let it sit there. But there are lots of content creators and lots of sellers, lots of marketers who are seeing huge success on the TikTok platform being entertaining, being educational. And uh, I don't think it's going anywhere. I see it growing and growing. And uh, yeah, a bit like you, I'm kind of um, still still trying my best to kind of build a following on there. Um, but it's it's been a bit of a slog. I think it's one of those, and again, if I could give this tip to anyone who's listening, if you're going to jump in, it's about jumping in at the deep end, not doing what maybe I've done or other people have done in the past, which is uh, sign up to the platform, and then post every two or two to three weeks, which is which is kind of what I did. Um, the algorithm won't won't befriend you for doing that if you're going to join. Uh, and you'll hear this from Will Aitkin as well. You know, yeah. you you join properly and you create consistent content and you show that algorithm uh, <laughs> that you're that you're there to make some noise. Yeah, definitely.
2: Yeah, and one thing I will say is it's it's relatively easy to do. Um, you know, you got to sit you got 15 seconds, 60 seconds or three minutes, and I just learned how to cop the clips, you know, to make them shorter and make them snap It's very easy to use. I'm someone that creates Instagram reels and they've got easier because cause Instagram's made them easier for you, but they were quite difficult and fiddly in the beginning. So I will say to people who are starting out on TikTok, just make sure you batch create your content, which is obviously what well, probably what you do as well, Tom. Um and and make sh- and, and just get it out there. It's really it is quite easy to use as a platform, I think.
1: Well, I think, you know, video's so popular on, on all of the social platforms, you know, and a lot of people say to me, Well, I can't edit video and I, I don't even know where to start. But most people have got a mobile phone in their pocket, right? TikTok is free. And you spend a couple of weeks, you know, you know, learning how to use the editing functionality of, of TikTok. And then before you know it, you think, okay, well, actually, I've put th- something together here which which does look which does look semi professional, and I'm and I'm happy with it. And that might be coming from someone who's got zero uh, video editing experience. So mm. uh, everything's there, ready for you to 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 learn from. It's just about embracing it. I think.
0: Yeah, is there not a bit of it, you guys, where it's like, oh, here we go, another channel I have to add and
1: make content for. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, <laughs> I can definitely relate to that you know um it, it it can feel like that that sometimes but i think if you if you've got a strategy in place yeah. and you start to understand what might perform well on each then it doesn't become a kind of uh, a, a slog you're more excited about about the kind of stuff you're going to be putting on those platforms
2: Yeah, it's about if it feels like a slog, then you're probably not taking the right approach. I agree with there, Tom. And I think there's so much you never run out of content, right? You you reuse content that work well on LinkedIn or might work well on 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 TikTok. Um, And you just the the secret for me has been creating it in batches. So I do all my content creation at the weekend. So I'm not doing anything in the week because I've got obviously got a full time job. Um, but when I started out, I was definitely creating it sort of on the fly. And now that I've stopped doing that, I can see how how stressful that was. Mm-hmm. Um so now I, you know, setting aside time, I think, at the weekend to do it when you're fresh and you can get it all done in one go. And, you know, look for you you'll look for ideas, I guess, from other, as you're saying, the other TikTokers that you, Gary Vee, Will Aitken, Charlotte Johnson. That, there's, that you've got an endless stream haven't you of of sort of inspiration so yeah it's about sort of having that strategy as you say tom and and just 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 getting on with it
1: enjoy the process my my rule with a lot of my content is if if i'm not enjoying making it then how am i going to expect anyone to enjoy consuming it right yes. so like that that has to be a huge part of it and and i left in clips of myself in the past, um, you know, laughing during, during filming, if I've said something that, that made me giggle and and I'm going, well, I'm going to leave that in because actually, you know, I, I do want people to to see that it's a joyful experience to create content. And that it's not a kind of, yeah, Oh, I've got to do this because I've got to build a brand because I've got to build my followers. Cause again, that mindset, you'll never build anything uh, and you won't enjoy any step of the process. Yeah.
0: We, I was actually asking some, some of the listeners for, for questions they may have. Um, so shout out to, to Ollie Squires, another great content creator. You've kind of are answered in terms of, you know, advice for people starting up, um, and how to do it. But what about from a company point of view? Because the role is becoming more popular. What do you think they should look for when hiring that role? And, And do they have, you know, do you have
1: set objectives that you're tasked on? well cer- certainly from from a set objectives point of view you know you want to set goals you know you want to be able to understand well actually you know where is this content going who's seeing it how many leads are being are being driven you know what what do the website views look like i'm tracking as part of my role but to to answer your to your first question you know when when companies are looking at putting someone in a role that that looks like Mine, which is this as you've talked about this evangelism role, if you want to call it awareness role, for someone who has kind of done the role that they're that they're kind of talking about, I think that that should be right at the top of the list, so if I'm making content that sellers are supposed to resonate with, I think it definitely helps that I've sat in the chair and I've made the cold calls, and I've sent the cold emails, and I've had the highs and the lows of what it means to be a seller. So if a, if a company um, is looking at creating an awareness role, I would I would say to them, yeah, find someone who is the same as your ICP. Mm. Find someone who has lived the life that your ICP is living right now, and that can very easily talk about that in an authentic way that entertains and educates potential customers yeah
0: um that's good advice so basically focus on their experience and i guess the actual content rather than you know the fancy editing skills or or you know understanding of social exactly
1: it's it's storytelling right good good social content comes from storytelling and who's better at telling a story than someone who's been there and has and has been has, has yeah. been through it right those are the best kind of stories because they they're able to bring that story to life um to add kind of uh context to maybe something that you're going through so yeah, I think someone who can tell a great story can always be you know can always be trained video editing can be trained um you know speaking to camera you can get better at doing art that kind of stuff
2: love it, Tom. one last thing that we ask all of our guests that come on. What's one tip that you can give our listeners that they can take away an action straight away
1: so one tip so that you can action straight away I think if i could if I could get this message across, I'd be happy if you if you want to take inspiration from from people who are who were doing well online. That can sometimes set you back because you might see someone who's getting 30,000, 40,000, 50,000 views. Your content's getting 50 views and you're kind of like, well, I'm not feeling inspired. I feel deflated, right? But one thing I I would say, uh, and I think this is a great tip, is to understand that when you create content, especially when you start creating content, it's not going to be very good. No matter how good you are or how good you may be in two, three, four years' time, when you start, it's not going to be very good. And I was very honest with myself when I started my journey and I told myself that. I, I literally said it out loud. I was like, "Tom, this is going to be quite bad for at least six months." Right? So I, I I got very comfortable with being uncomfortable, and I thought, right, okay, well, let's let's go for it then. Let's get better. Let's try. Let's see what people like. Let's see what people don't like. Let's see what resonates. Let's kind of use. Let's A, B, test this content, right? And let's use the audience to understand what direction it should go. Uh, so, yeah, that that would be my, my big tip. If you can have the confidence to create bad content, you will eventually create good content.
2: I love that. Have the confidence to create bad content so that you can create good content. Um, love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, and you're me an idea now because I'm thinking I'm going to go back to my posts. I've been on LinkedIn since, oh, God, 2010, but mm. I only started posting 18 months ago. So now I'm going to go back to a post 18 months ago and I'm going to share it as this is what I used to post. Isn't it terrible?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I mean, my, my first video got two comments, you know, both from colleagues saying, good, good try. You know, good. Well, well, well done. Well done, Tom. Um, But I, I didn't let it stop me. I thought, well, I can do better than this. Right. there's, there's more here. Yeah. Brilliant. Tom, thank you so much uh,
0: for coming on. Great speaking to you before you go just quickly for our our listeners. Where can they find you if they want to see more of your content?
1: Yeah, so luckily there are not a lot of bald Northerners with a ginger beard called Tom Boston on LinkedIn. (laughs) So I'm quite easy to find. Uh, But yeah, you can find me on Twitter. I'm also on TikTok. And I've just released a, a new podcast called No Nonsense Sales. And it's available on all good podcast players now. So see you there. Brilliant. Thanks, Tom.